Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Right, welcome back to Brooko Mode. In this episode, I will be answering questions from you guys and getting a bit of an overview of the year and a bit of insight into next year, how it's going to look, what my life's sort of going to entail, and yeah, dig into some questions that you guys have come up with, some really, really good ones here, and yeah, no real preparation for this interview. I'm sort of just going to, or interview, answering these questions, no real preparation, I'm just going to read them and give an honest answer straight from the heart and what I know. So not a big preparation. I think in 2024, definitely going to go a lot into solo episodes, one per week, coming out every Tuesday. It's going to be a lot to do with, you know, how to change certain things, whether it's your mindset or how to start new things. I've got a lot of insights and knowledge and things that I want to help people understand and, and how they can improve their life. And I feel like I have the vision for how I want that to look in solo podcast. Also feel like I'm getting really, really comfortable with myself and talking and not feeling the fear of judgment. Like I have a camera watching me right now. I'm not going to retake this. I have a lot more confidence in myself and my ability to speak and where I'm coming from. I think it's taken a lot of time. It, that was one of the main reasons I started the podcast so that I could develop this. It wasn't just going to happen. And yeah, I feel like I definitely know where I want to take those solo episodes. But yeah, let's dig straight into the questions. And oh, actually to start, I want to extend some thank yous. I'm sure if you're listening to this, most likely you have listened to a few episodes and a supporter of me. So I really, really appreciate your support. I'm, I really think 2024 is going to be a big year and I could not be more grateful for all of your support, big or small, whether it's small as following me and maybe not even telling me that you're a listener to someone who sends me messages and is a big part of the podcast. I appreciate every little bit. I couldn't do it myself because there is no podcast without you. If you're list- if you weren't listening to this right now, I'd be speaking to myself. But anyways, let's dig right into it. First question, how to find more like-minded people to build friendships with? Okay, firstly, it's good to get clarity on who you want to be. 
I feel like once you have a better understanding of who you want to be, then you can start to ask yourself, okay, are my friends like this? So there's two parts to this. I think it takes a lot of reflection and a lot of, and a bit of vulnerability. Like, okay, are my friends right now a reflection of who I want to be? Am I surrounding myself with people that I'm proud to be a part of? I think for me, I've definitely formed a lot of friendships in 2023 that I am proud of, that are helping me grow and become a better person. How did I find them? Luckily, luckily for me, I was sort of on social media and that's, that's helped me. And a few, sometimes you, I had some friendships with people and they developed even stronger because we went on a similar journey together. Sometimes we look for new things, but we don't realize the potential that our friendships could currently grow. We have friends and we think, oh, they're not really going to be the friends that be the person I want to be. But it's something called the Abilene Paradox is where you don't actually understand what people are thinking unless there is that communication. And they might think you're thinking the same thing. You might be looking at your friends and thinking, oh, they don't really want to take self-growth seriously. Like, do I need to find new friends? And your friend might be thinking the same thing about you. If you have honest conversations with your friends about your goals, your ambitions, you'd be surprised at how much you could go on this self-journey together. And it's inspiring. But how else could you find like-minded friends? If you want to get more healthy, speaking to people at your gym, online with social media, there's a lot of opportunities. I think the main thing is getting out in the world and and taking risk and being vulnerable. It's it's simple advice, and it, but it's not that hard. But I think once you show yourself that you can make friends and there are great people in the world that you can associate with, I think you'll, you'll realize how easy it actually is to do. And yeah. Top five things that helped you become more of yourself and let go of judgment of others. I don't know if that's sort of separate. Top five things that help you. Okay. I'll split that up. So some things that have helped me become more of myself. I think pursuing my passion. I think I love to acquire more knowledge and I love to help other people. That helps me become more of myself. I love eating well. I love training hard. I love developing friendships with people. I love being curious and learning. So that helped me become more of myself because that was sort of an innate thing. So I think pursuing the things you're passionate about is just an overarching thing to take into your life. Surrounding yourself with good people. Questioning why you think certain ways. That's another massive one, like changing your mindset. Like the way you think isn't fixed. Like if you have negative beliefs or you're constantly criticizing yourself, like that's not fixed. You're you're not always going to be in that frame of mind. It takes time to improve and skills to learn, but just, just know that your life, how it currently is, can change. So I think giving myself proof that I could change by doing certain things really inspired me to keep taking action. So once you show yourself that you can take you know, steps one through to five, you'll be like, oh my God, I can get to that step 100 that I fantasized about when I was younger. You've just got to show yourself that you can take those first few steps. So I think it's just acquiring more knowledge, taking action, surrounding myself with a good environment, reflecting, journaling, a bit more in 2024 is the goal. But I guess just thinking a bit more, feeling a bit more in certain times as well. So not trying to, it's a a bit of a paradoxical one. Think more as in like reflect more on your life and where you're at and where you want to get to. Who am I surrounding myself with? What are my habits in my life? Thinking more that way, but feeling more. 
feeling more as in, okay, I have this emotion, this drive to want to be better. I'm going to use that to drive me. That That's feeling more. Something made me feel insecure. And instead of trying to come up with a way to shift responsibility and not feel it, I'll feel that. I was disappointed with something that happened with the podcast or this footy game that I felt fully immerse yourself in that feeling. The quicker you can do that, the quicker you can move on and learn from that. So it's a bit of a two-way thing there. And let go of judgment of others. Letting go your judgment of others is so powerful because I feel like the this year has been a massive shift for that. I've I've just noticed I stopped talking shit about people. I just way less. Um, I'm way less critical of people. I'm a lot more understanding, empathetic, and I see where they're coming from. From I find the positives in people. You know, whether it's someone starting social media or they're down doing something, and someone criticizes someone, and my brain instantly comes up with a positive for them. I'm pretty proud of myself for that because I'm definitely naturally a negative and an analytical person who thinks of negatives. And I thought, this is just who I'm going to be. I'm just going to have to accept it, that I'm just a negative person who... And, and, and people wouldn't see me as a negative person now. People I hang around, they'd be like, he's an optimist. He's got a lot of hope for people. He wants to improve the world. Like, I've changed that and I've, I'm really, really proud of myself for that. But, it's, but it starts by changing the way you see other people. We often think we have to change ourselves right, to, to, to change how we see the world, it goes both ways. If you can change the way you look at people and, and be more sympathetic or not even sympathetic but empathetic, understand, like, okay, I, I get where you're coming from. You had this happen in your life or you're trying to do this. This is why you're doing that. You stop judging other people for trying to pursue things they're passionate about. You, you have a bit more understanding. As soon as you do that, it, it becomes the way you look at yourself. It transfers. I think people think that they can have a different mindset for the way they see others and the way they see themselves. It's pretty hard to foster that because the brain likes order. It likes to look at things in a certain framework. So it, it goes both ways. So work on yourself and it, your your world will change, but also view the world differently and your internal world will change. So it goes both ways. There's lots of skills um, that will go with that, but I think it's worth a solo episode. Ins and outs of 2024. I like this. I think it's a like I said, it's a bit of a trend on social media at the moment where you list your ins and your outs. I think it's not as easy as that. I think when I see an ins and outs list, I think people write way too much stuff. It's very unsustainable. You sort of set yourself up for failure. But it's good to be ambitious and I'm never going to knock anyone back for being ambitious. So there's two parts of that. So I think ins and outs of 2024, is it, I'm guessing this means for my life. Ins, I want to switch off better. You know, I want to be able to you know, have a good time. And that doesn't mean it has to be alcohol and all that, but it means like, okay, I can watch a movie. And I can spend time with my girlfriend and just fully immerse myself in that and not think about all the things I have to do. It's hanging out with friends and just, you know, not having everything has to be so deep. Not that it always is, but, you know, you can just have a, do something fun, go to the beach. And I think just being intentional with what I do. So another ins is like, when I'm doing work, I'm not on my phone scrolling. Like be intentional. So I think that's a massive part and what will help that is organization. I want to plan more. I'm definitely, I have a lot of things in my life that are random as in like my job is very casual and it's like I'll get cold at certain times. My planning, I don't plan enough and I, and a lot of things are up to me like whether it's recording podcasts or making content or doing training. So I think providing structure to myself whether it's okay, I gym at this time and it helps now with footy coming back. 
gym at this time, et cetera, et cetera. So having more organization, I think that allows you to be intentional because you know when you're doing what. So people think freedom is all about having as much time to do whatever, but I think real freedom is when you free yourself from the pressure to always have to think, which is why having organization is so powerful. So I think in planning, being more intentional, learning to switch off, enjoying the journey as much as possible, outs, <coughs> excuse me, um, outs of 2024, um, I think my guard, like my safeguard, I think I do put up a bit of a guard to protect myself from... When you go into the self-development world and you're being very vulnerable and you're putting yourself out there, you can learn, you can be a bit defensive. I've noticed that in my relationship, the way I show up to friendships and the way I show up to how I talk to my parents and stuff like that, my family. And it comes from a good place, as in all my ego and all my, my brain is trying to do is protect me because it is uncertain and there's a lot of uncertainty about how I'm going to make a career out of certain things I'm doing, what my path looks like. And I think the guard is having sometimes a, it can lean into arrogance. I'm very confident with what I know and the, the belief that I have that I can give people value and this can be a worthwhile venture. But I think sometimes it leans too far into arrogance because like it's, it's scary. And I think instead of having that, I just need to be more open and be like, look, I'm actually a bit scared like things are uncertain and just be comfortable to express vulnerability and I know I talk about it but I think that's one thing just being present with that feeling and not having to think about it just be like okay look you know things haven't it's been a bit of a plateau for a week or so or you know I'm feeling a bit down there's nothing wrong with that I think the problem goes when you try and take away you try and you're not being the person you want to be because you're scared and you end up taking that out in other people and I think I've done that not in terrible ways most of the time, but just in ways I'm not proud of and it's definitely a growing area. But I am have gotten better at it and I'm definitely got so much to go. So I'm definitely excited to improve on that. Um, any more outs? I think I don't know. I'm pretty happy that there isn't massive outs I need. I'm pretty maybe social like phone scrolling. So maybe at night time, just a little bit before bed, just to cool down, maybe journal a bit more before bed and get off my phone a little bit and even in the morning just a bit more natural so I think outs is maybe that scrolling I'm not really a massive social media scroller um yeah I think get out into nature as much as possible so out out of doors outs is that sort of an out um yeah so that's sort of my list um books actually another out sorry to quickly touch back is probably perfectionism like even in this episode I could come up with gene I'm not I could come up with a very detailed in-depth answers to so many of these things but I was like I'll just do a little solo podcast so I think that perfectionism mindset and I think a lot of us are scared because we don't have it all figured out a good advice I heard was you don't need to know steps from five to ten you don't need to know steps from a hundred to a thousand you just need to know your next step and I think I do know my next step and a lot of my next steps I have them figured out like solo podcast you know I have an episode structure I've got my newsletter I've got social media clarity like I know what my next steps are. I should. I mean, I feel at ease because I know what my next step. If you know your next step, that's all you need to know. You don't need to know everything. So learning to be comfortable with that. So my outs is probably needing to be certain of how things are going to look because people ask you like, "Oh, where's the podcast going? Where's that?" And I think it that leans into that defensive guard that I have because I'm like, because I want things to happen from it. So like, you get like a bit, you get that bit of a guard up to protect you. Like, oh, maybe it doesn't work out. 
and that's okay. But don't take that out in other people and still be the person you want to be even if, you know, you don't have the answers and there's nothing wrong with that. Okay, so let me grab a quick drink. I'll be one sec. Books and podcasts that help you achieve your mindset and why. I like the, how this is this question is written, but I also don't. I don't think any book or podcast gives you that mindset. I think that's once again, take, don't take responsibility away from yourself. You did that. You read that book. You were able to read it and be vulnerable and be like, okay, I could be better in this. And But I know where you're coming from. What have I, what's where have I got some of my knowledge from to help my mindset? But I just think it's important that you understand that you can read a thousand books and not change at all. You can read two books and change your life totally. One book. You can read two sentences. It's all on you at the end of the day. I think books give you a lot of knowledge and clarity and perspective and I think they're important. They're good for hearing stories and they're good for, I guess, thinking about life. I think... Just make sure that you understand that take as much action as possible from as little as possible. You'll learn more from your actions than from from being on the sidelines and reading a book. So, I mean, there's lots of books and podcasts that have helped. I'm a big listener to Chris Williamson, Modern Wisdom. I've listened to a lot of Fubeman Lab. Listen to a little bit of Jay Shetty. Not too much to Stephen Bartlett, but a little bit. I'm reading his book, Stephen Bartlett's book at the moment, Diary of a CEO. I've read a lot of Mark Manson. Um, I've read a lot of like self-help books as such. Um, but my best advice from someone who's read a fair bit and still continuing to learn and read more is probably find the really, find really basic ones to start. Like you don't, there's a lot of books and podcasts out there that are pretty like down the rabbit hole of mindset just start really small and just show to yourself that like this is worth going into because a lot of, it can be scary to like get told all this information. It's a bit of a mind, mind fucking. So just smart, st- smart, smart stole. <laughs> start small and start to understand that it's okay. You're not going to be able to remember everything. You're not going to be able to implement everything and you're not going to be the best version of yourself in one day. It's a, it's a timely process. So I think... The key point to take away is the good shit sticks. When you read saying you hear something, you'll know when it fully applies to your life and it's something you could take. I, I've definitely noticed that I read saying, I'm like, oh my God, that's just that's just exposed me. As, as long as you can be vulnerable with that and be like, okay, I could be way better in this. Like, okay, what can I learn from it? Reread it. You know what I mean? Like you could read one book that is, is just, your biggest problem is overthinking or not dealing with your emotions. Like there is very specific books out there. So my best advice for that is that's why it's good to try a lot. It's like if you don't finish a book and it doesn't resonate with you, that does not matter. Okay. Like this is not to take anything out in your mum, but my mum always sort of dug into me because I started heaps of new books. But I think a lot of books didn't, didn't speak to me. I read, read half a book and I'm like, well, I've got the main message. I don't really want to read anymore. And then, I, and then I started creating this story like, oh my God, you give up halfway through books. I've finished every very good book that I've read. Every very good book, I'm like, oh my God, that's amazing. I just finished it because it's incredible. And, it, and I learned so much from it. 
So don't feel guilty for not finishing books or podcasts. I definitely felt guilty because I thought it was my lazy mindset, but it just wasn't that interesting. I think there's nothing wrong with not finishing things that are worthwhile. I think there's a very like a narrative I get caught up in is if I like giving, like stopping something means you're giving up. Sometimes it's the best decision you can ever make. And that's a bit more general to life, but whether it's a toxic relationship or an unhealthy thing with food, like you don't have to just keep going. It's, it's very important to know when to quit. And I know it's probably a bit lower for a book because sometimes the book can explain itself, et cetera, et cetera. But I think you can know when a book's for you and a podcast is, is where you're, what you should be listening to. So just trust your instincts like, okay, this is important. But sometimes there's that voice, it's scary. Like it is scary to hear things that expose your vulnerabilities. Like, And sometimes you just got to keep pushing through and keep learning. But this should be a fun space. You should be very inspired. So keep it fun to start. Keep books and podcasts that are fun. You, you enjoy listening to. Don't make it a chore. If you make self-growth a chore, you're not going to achieve self-growth because it's going to be hard. You're going to make it fun. Yeah, there's going to be challenging times. It's going to be vulnerable. It's going to be difficult. But overall, it should be something that inspires you, not something that you do out of fear. You can't shame yourself into self-growth. You should love yourself into evolution. And I'm taking that quote from Sanchia Watts that she posted that on social media. And I love that quote. I was like, it's incredible. You shouldn't shame yourself. You shouldn't be like, oh, I have to read this because or else I'm not going to grow. Like you should be like, I'm inspired and curious to learn and be better about myself. It's got to come from that love. Okay. How to find more gratitude and positivity in your life at a low point. Um, I think this is a massively important one. I feel like everyone, there's two ways. My first advice is if you're not at a low point, try and be, we all, it's whenever things are hard that we try and make them better and we haven't practiced making things better. Let me explain that better. Um, let's say you're going through a really great time in your life. Let's say right now I'm, I'm going through one of the best periods of my life for sure. It's only when things get shit that you realize how good you had it. I am not practicing gratitude and that much right now. I'm not writing, I'm not, you know, I'm not taking a step back because I'm so in the moment, I'm loving it. But it's, there's nothing wrong with practicing gratitude when things are going really good. I think that's the most important time to practice it. Because I know that things, there's going to be your downs, you know, whether it's, whether it's football this year or whether it's a fight in a relationship or whether it's friendships that break out, whether it should die and you have some sort of sickness. You know what? I'm very grateful that I'm, I hardly ever get sick because I take care of my health. I'm so grateful that I show up for myself in a way that makes me feel good so much of the time. If I can't practice gratitude when things are going good right now, how can I truly expect to be down in the low and then just suddenly come up with this skill to be grateful? Because being grateful is an intentional skill. It's taking a moment to step back and be like, you know what, things are okay. And if I put perspective on it, it's actually not that bad. But if you don't practice it when things are good, how can you expect to practice it when things are bad? So I think if things are going good, it's a really good time to foster that sort of positivity in your mindset. But if you are in a low and you maybe you're listening to this and you are in a low and you're like, well, I can't do that now, I'm in a low. Um, how can you be more grateful? Write down a list of what you're worried about or wh- why things are bad. Um, let's say it's your health, relationships, I don't know. Write down why you feel bad and then maybe write down where you want your life to be. Set some goals for that so then you get a bit of clarity. You're like, okay, things can get better. 
this is where I'm at. This is where I want to be. I don't know how to get there, but at least I have some clarity on where I want my life to be. And then write down a list of everything you're grateful for with those specific things. Now, I'm trying to come up with this on the spot because this is probably the first question that stumped me. Um, Try and put some perspective on the things that you're worried about. Let's say you want to lose weight. Be grateful that you have the money to spend on food to be healthy, right? A lot of our time, we have a problem, but we could put perspective on it by being grateful for something that we can control within that. So let's say that for me, I'm feeling down about some podcast because it's not growing as quick as I want. Okay, so I might feel in a bit of a low, but I'm grateful that I get the opportunity and the time to pursue something I'm truly passionate about. That is being grateful in a low. Let's say it's something to do with your health. I don't really like the way I look in the mirror. I don't really like the way... I don't like, how, I don't like myself that much. Be grateful that you're having the hard conversation with yourself and that you want to be better. There's, there's nothing wrong with being grateful for yourself, for showing up. I'm grateful that I'm inspired to be better. You know what, Egan? 2023, I, do you know the thing I'm most grateful for about myself is I wanted to be better. And I, tr- and I put things in place to be better. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, it's about showing up and giving it your best and trying. It's not about what, sometimes it's not about what the circumstances are. It's all about your intentions. So be grateful for the things you are controlling in your life, whether it's showing up to the world you want, the way you want to, or it's being vulnerable with yourself, or it's getting rid of toxic people. Or every time there's a negative, there are some associated positive. You just haven't found it yet. There is a way to be positive and it's a skill. But being grateful can be putting perspective on things like, okay, you know, things aren't that bad, but don't minimize your problems, you know. A lot of the time I hear this where it's like, oh, just, you know, you don't have cancer or like you're not in a third world country or, you know, you're in a, these are first world problems. But I think a lot of the time all that does is make us feel shameful about our emotions and I don't really subscribe to that. There's nothing wrong with putting perspective into things and being like, okay, I don't feel that great about this. In the grand scheme of things, it's not too bad. And that maybe that can help, you know, lift you up a tiny bit, but don't ever minimize your problems. It's still you and it's still important to you. I think using that perspective is good to sort of, to shift it, you up a little bit. It's not going to get rid of your problems, but it helps you then be like, okay, things aren't too bad. I can take action on them. I can change, I can change this. You know, it's not that bad. It's, it's, it's not good enough. I don't feel great but I can take action with this. So I think, yeah, just practicing positivity when things are good so that you can practice it when it's low. Finding ways to find a positive within that negative, things you can control, and just show yourself that you can show up to the world, that you're, you're, you're taking steps to the person you want to be. Be grateful for yourself. You know, that's a big one. Something you wish everyone knew mindset-wise. I mean, this could be like a 10-part documentary because there's so many things I've learned that I just wish people knew, but I'm not sure if they know them or not. I, I There's a lot of things where like you're like, oh, that person doesn't know that. You have a conversation and then they think that way. Something I wish everyone knew probably at the simplest level is agency. Like write your story. You are the narrator of your life. You have so much control over your life. Learn to take more responsibility. 
Not everything's your fault, but everything in your life is your responsibility. How you deal with it, how you react with it, it's on you at the end of the day. So I think just something I wish everyone knew is the fact that it's their life and fully understand that, you know what I mean? Like if you don't like certain things in your life, it's like, well, guess whose responsibility that is? It's you. And a lot of people shift blame for their circumstances and a lot of people are in terrible circumstances and a lot of the time it's not their fault. But there are things they can control and they just give up on them because of the things that they can't control. The things they can't control burden the things that they can control. So I think learning to work with what you've got and go with that and try your best to grow from there and prove to yourself that things can get better. I think you'd be surprised how much you can achieve in life when you start focusing what you can control. And that applies to fear of judgment and stuff like that because that holds a lot of people back. So something I wish everyone knew is how much they can control and how much better their life can get when they start doing things for them. Goals slash milestones in six months to one year for life sport podcast. I'll, I'll make 2024 goals. I'll give you a little bit of an insight into my life here. Um, life just to continu- continue to develop my health and fitness. I'm really passionate about looking after my body, you know, good sleep, good recovery, training hard. I obviously play um, sport. It's a big passion of mine. And yeah, I just looking after my my body and my mind is quite interlinked. I think definitely learning to journal more and reflect more, be more vulnerable. Um, sport goals, probably, yeah. So I signed at West Perth for footy this year. So that's, you know, a big moment in my sporting career. So I'm very proud of myself for all the effort I put in, but just enjoying it, having fun. So I don't put goals on like, oh, I want to play in, the, in the t- this team and play this many games or I want to do that. I just want to have fun. I just want to enjoy it, man. I've spent a lot of my my journey being anxious and I think, you know, it's not going to be easy because as soon as footy comes around, like you want to play, you want to perform, but it's just learning ways to enjoy it as much as possible because I know how much it changes the experience in your life. Um, Yeah, so just health, fitness, developing my relationships with my girlfriend, continuing that, it's been great. Um, Develop my relationship with parents, family, just, just continue to build and have fun nothing no, not trying to reinvent the wheel um i think 2023 definitely set me up i think for a lot of people they're going to have to have their 2024 as their 2023 like the year i've had like my big formative transformative year in my life i think a lot of people are going to want to do that in their 2024 and i'm really really hope that they can have that and hopefully i can help you get that as much as possible but i think i've had my big transformative year i think for now it's just a lot of redirecting getting more clear being more intentional i think i've I've taken the big steps off the ground. I'm really proud of myself for that. So it's just honing in on the little things now and honestly focusing on the little things is actually because they start to accumulate. So I think with podcast goals, I don't like to set goals, but then you do get seduced by them. I think I'm really excited for these solo podcasts. Even doing this episode today, I found it really easy and a really enjoyable process. The salt, they, they aren't going to be like this. This is just a Q&A one. They're going to be on a very specific topic that you come away with some you know, some very good points and some practical advice. So it's going to be a different style, obviously, but just speaking straight into the mic, I'm, I'm really, really enjoying this. I think I'm very comfortable with myself right now. Um, so I guess just executing on process goals. So two podcasts a week, one guest, one um, solo, one newsletter a week, continuing my social media. I'm also in the process of making some paid courses and some free products. So some free products, like some little free academies and then some paid things where like I go real in depth 
to help monetize some of my stuff. And it's only t- so that I can continue to do what I do. I'm n- never going to try and make anything ridiculously expensive. Um, just to hopefully build in a bit more cash so that I can continue to do what I do. Um, what gets me up in the morning is the next question. I think there's two parts of this. There's obviously like the the psychological motivation to be better and all the purposes in, in life that I have to help other people to learn more, to have more fun, all that sort of stuff. There's also an underrated one we talk about what gets you up in the morning. I think it's the the physiological, biological thing. I think I have a big understanding of circadian rhythm, like my sleep cycle, light exposure, sunlight, food. And I think that really gets me up in the morning because I take care of my body so much. It re- like I wake up most mornings like really like in a energetic, recovered state and I do a lot of training and a lot of things. So I think there's two parts of that. There's the finding your purpose that helps you do that. But then there's also like they're looking after your body and your mind so that you're waking up recovered and ready to attack the world. I think I naturally get up quite ready to take things on because of all the things I do to look after my body and my mind. Have any guests challenged your perspective and mindset? Um, definitely, I don't know. Good question. I think I had Ty Wooferton on earlier this year. Five-time world champion, speedway rider. One of my really early episodes. I wish I did... Not wish, but it would have been cool to do that episode in the studio and I guess with a bit more knowledge and practice because my communication was way less developed back then. But he he had that mindset of like, you can do and be whatever you want if you work hard enough. And I don't know. I don't really agree with it fully. I think hard work is essential, but I think there are a lot of other factors at play. And being intentional, I think a lot of people, there's a thing on the internet that says hard work's overrated and I sort of agree. And what that means is it's not that you don't need to work hard. It's just that people always think hard work's going to get you the results. It's not the only thing that, you've got to be intentional. There's no point me like working hard and putting putting 3,000 hours, or <laughs> let's be extreme, but putting 50 hours into planning one podcast episode. That's working really, really hard. But is it worthwhile and is that intentional enough? Like you've got to be smart and, you know, maybe, you know, put f- four hours into planning an episode. That's quite sufficient. But then put other hours into into developing more knowledge and skills. Working hard is is, a, is an, a necessary but not sufficient condition for growth. It's not the only factor at play. You're not going to get anywhere if you don't work hard. I guarantee you. But it's not the only thing you need to do to be successful. And I think he's got that mindset. That's where it came across where like he was like, you could just keep working hard. You could run more. You could do this. But I think it's a bit like unrealistic. So I think he, ch- he challenged my perspective on that and he probably hasn't changed my mind. Um, but yeah, he's obviously world champion, incredible athlete, great mindset overall. But he's also a little bit in that addiction to training mindset where I think being smart about how you, what you do and what you put your energy into is probably more important. Okay. Um, what are ways to be more content with your life? Now, we sort of touched on it a little bit with like the gratefulness. I think attention's a massive thing. Now, if you're unhappy, where's your attention? It's for what you don't have. And there's, there's 
a lot of the time there's nothing wrong with that because it just means we want to be better. And I'm like I said, I'm never going to put anyone down because they want to be better and they want to be aspirational. That's a fucking incredible thing to have. But sometimes your life isn't great and you're not happy. And there's nothing wrong with just having that conversation and being like, look, I don't actually like where my life is right now. That's hard. That is very hard. So it's a difficult one with matching being content with your life but being aspirational for more. It's, this is the hardest thing on the internet. There's no clear-cut answer for it. How do you be content with your life but striving for more? Because if you're striving for more, are you really content with your life? I think for me, the space I'm getting to is loving the journey. Because if you love the journey, you're content with the, the trajectory you're on. But you're also wanting to be better. So I'm on a positive trajectory. My life's getting better. Things are getting better. But I'm really content with that trajectory. So I think learning to be content with a process of improvement, which means that you're going to love the journey and you're going to love where you're at. I think that's the best way I can sum it up. So how can we be more content? I don't know. You could write down a list of what you, you love and appreciate about your life. I mean, it sounds boring, but I did it once and I listed 200 things and I could have kept going. It was food, car, health, house, shelter, friendships, social media to learn more, books, podcasts, beach, nature, cricket. You could just go on and on. There's so many things you could do. Obviously, everyone's life's different, but I always think it's funny how things that we... A lot of a lot of the times I've been low, it's because I haven't been happy with a positive in my life. So like, oh my God, football, for example, that's one of the biggest shining lights in my life. Sport, I love it. But then again, it's been one of the reasons I've been low because things haven't been good there. So I guess it's having a lot of balance with your life as well. So not putting too much emotional weight into everything, spreading your love into everything, but also means... But I'm a bit on the fence with that because it's also about being really focused with your time. So, you know, pursuing a few projects, but looking after your health, having good friendships, having good relationships, putting time into your work. I think four or five key areas, that's a really good way to balance your life and to be content. But oh, I hope that's answered your question, but I can definitely touch on more on that in a solo episode. How do we successfully look after our mental health? Um, it's a great question. I think <laughs> depends how you define successful, I think. Because mental health, everyone has it. Everyone feels certain ways about themselves. Everyone's got a headspace that they have to live with. What For you, what's going to work? What's going to be successful for you? So it's very individual. So I think it's, I don't want to come up with a cookie cutter approach, which is like, you have to go to the gym, you have to do that. I think maybe look at like, what, where do I want my headspace to be? Like for me, I want my mental health to be, I want to be able to enjoy the journey. You know, I want to be waking up and really love where my life is, but I want to continue to be curious and want to learn more and grow. Um, you know, I want to feel good about myself, but I also want to be like, there's like the slight part of me that's like, I want to be better because I think that pushes me a little bit. I think a lot of us have that voice, but we almost feel bad about it. Like that anxiousness to get better is, I don't think there's too much wrong with that. But it's just being grateful for, I think, for me, I'm like, okay, I want to get to a space where my mental health is like, it's incredibly good right now, where it's like, you just feel good about yourself most of the time, but aware that when you do feel down about yourself, there's a reason for that. Maybe reflect on that and learn from it, but it's okay. Like without, without the lows, you're not going to appreciate the highs and where you're at, but also understand that you shouldn't normalize feeling bad about yourself because it happens a lot. What's common shouldn't be normal. Like 90, I don't have a percentage, but you should be feeling good about yourself so much. 
life is incredible. To wake up and live, it's such a unbelievable experience. Sometimes I forget that because I'm so motivated to be better and you get caught up in all the bullshit. Life's deep, but it's also not that deep. It's very paradoxical and that's why it's really hard to... It's a, that's why it's a hard space. It's a hard thing to learn because you want life to be better, but it's also not that serious, but it is at the same time. Um, so I think how do we look after our mental health? I think we've got to understand where we want to get to with it. So I think I have a lot of clarity on where I want to be with my mental health, like how I want to feel about myself. I've been to good spaces and I'm like, okay, I know where it, what it looks like. If you've never had, if you haven't had good mental health for a while because you're depressed, it's like, it's hard to know where that is. But I think, so how do we look after? I think if you don't look after your body and your mind, you know, train, if you're not training or you're not exercising and you're not eating the right foods, like that's not helping you at all. I, I've eaten average foods throughout the year and it just, every time I do, I just don't feel that great. Um, and I just wonder what that happens to people who do that all the time and don't look after their body. I train six, day, six, every, six days a week. I have one full rest day. Other than that, I'm training every day. And I think that, that puts me in real good stead because I just, I just, it makes you feel good about yourself. You train and that's, and we talk about hard things, doing hard things. I think training your body and pushing the limits, it really helps your mental health. It shows you that life is great and worth living. So I think exercising, recovering, sleeping, eating well, trying to find purpose. Um, I'm sure I'll have a better answer in a, in a longer episode, but I think just the main one for me that may be different to other people is I think understand that your mental health is going to be different to everyone else's. You know what I mean? Like you don't, like people always put their sort of beliefs and their biases onto you. Like even things I've said, like don't take it fully word for word, apply it to your life. Like you're going to have your own ways of living and there's so many variables in your life that I haven't, things that I haven't gone through that you've gone through. Like, But you just got to apply it and think, okay, what do I want my life to look like? If you have no idea how to get there, then, you know, this might not be the conversation to have with me, but it might be. There's so many things I can help you with. Um, but I think just firstly putting a, I guess, a destination, but also not too much of a destination. You don't want to fixate too much on it, but I guess doing the little things right, keep showing up for yourself, keep trying and stuff like that. How beneficial is a morning routine? Massive, massive, but also not that massive. Let me explain. Um, morning routines are massive. They get... <laughs> I think I just said that five times, but it sort of kicks in that domino effect. Like you start the morning well, you do something hard, like you do train well, you eat well. Do you know how easy it is to make good choices and have a great day? If you have a good morning, it's so easy to have a great day. And I think what, the reason that happens from my, in my like opinion is I think whenever you have to make a choice, do I eat this? Do I do that? Do I be productive or do I scroll on social media? It's very influenced by the mood you're in and the current state of mind you're in, your emotions, your current emotions. Your current emotions are very influenced by the way the things you've done in the preceding hours. So if you've gymmed in the morning, you set yourself up, you're going to be in a better mood, which is going to allow you to make the right choice. So I think a lot of mental health, or sorry, mindset, whatever, a morning routine allows you to put yourself into a state of mind to make good choices. I've come to a... I want to get to a space where like I don't always you don't always need that like you don't always have to do a big training session in the morning to make right choices so you can be really strong and resilient and back yourself but for a lot of people I think it's it's a really good foundational tool to start your morning well it, it can it look it'll look like something different to everyone but so I'm not going to come here and be like do 30 minutes of journaling and do that but 
exercise is a good way. Journaling, quiet time, eating well, also maybe fasting in the morning. Some people not having coffee when you wake up straight away is also important. I'll get into that in a future episode. Stretching, reading a book. Honestly, something for you that you know you want to do. Start your day with a little bit to what you want to do. Like if you have to go to work at 6.30, well, then, then find a way to get up 20 minutes early and just do something for you. I think a morning routine is, is a good way to start the day. Last two questions. Why is surrounding yourself with like-minded people important? This is going to be a whole episode. So I'm not going to go too much into this. So I really appreciate appreciate the question, but I'll give it the simplest answer possible. I think because they influence you way more than you think, the people around you influence you so much and you influence them a lot as well. So surrounding yourself with great people, of course that's going to make you, it's going to change the way you think about yourself and the world and what you're capable of and what you want to do. So I think that's why it's so important because it just it just changes you way more than you realize. So surrounding yourself with great people, you end up being a byproduct of them too and vice versa. So I was just an episode with Braden and the thing I asked myself with Braden was, if you had to swap your lives with one of your friends, how would that make you feel? Now, if you're really, really, really uncomfortable with that, not because like you're detaching from yourself, but more the fact that like if you didn't exist and you had their life totally, how'd that make, how would that what would you think about that? And if you're like, oh, that would suck. Or like you go, oh, it's actually, I'm pre- no, I like his life. It's pretty cool. I think that can give you a bit of an indication into who you're hanging around. I think a lot of people wouldn't want to be hang like friend, wouldn't want to be their friend. And there's nothing, it's not like you, it's not about you not wanting to be yourself and you wanting to be your friend. It's basically like, would you be proud to have their life? And if you don't, then maybe it's an indication you don't have the right friends. It's just a good little litmus test that I'm starting to apply. Um, yeah, and it's just important because it helps your self-growth. It helps you become a better person. It helps you enjoy the journey. It helps you, helps you in every way possible. So I think that's why it's really important. How can I really stick to my goals next year? Any tips? Come back to your why. Why do you want to achieve certain goals, whether it's lose weight or do this, do that? Why? If you can uncover that why, that'll be your, your marker for the whole year, your, your, your guiding point for the whole year. Every time... You're going through something tough and you have a goal. Come back to that why. Okay, I want to do this, do that, be that. And also, how can you stick to your goals? Make it fun. Make it fun. Don't make it so... Don't do not do it out of fear. Do it out of love. Do it for a love for your future self. Don't do it out of fear from other people's opinions or judgments because it's not sustainable. And also, make your goals realistic. Don't make them incredibly hard and so you set yourself up for failure. Be ambitious but also make them realistic. Make them proportional to where you're at right now. Make little goals along the way so that you know you're heading in the right direction, whether it's weight loss or whether it's a muscle gain or whether it's, I don't know, whatever sort of goals you have, make little rewards. You've got to be able to enjoy the journey and there's many ways to do that. So yeah, I think that's some overarching little tips. Okay, that wraps up the episode. Um, Firstly, very grateful for all the questions and a lot of them came from the same person. And they were actually really good questions. So hopefully they apply to you guys. Um, Yeah, I'm really, really excited for the year. I'm really grateful for all your support, big or small. I think if you're listening to this right now, the main reason I want you to continue to listen to the podcast and the episodes I do, especially the solo episodes, is not because I want you to take every single little piece of advice and copy it word for word. I think 
I'm not going to be like that. I'm going to, I'm really going to make you think and reflect on your own. I think that's the best way I think I've noticed from my life is, is when I read things, it makes me think about my own life and inspires me to be better. So I'll use my knowledge and my studies and I'll, I'll do some research on the specific topics to come up with a really fun, enjoyable episode that we can learn together, educate you a bit more, inspire you, make you reflect and then be a, so you can be a better person and enjoy your life more. That's my overarching thing. I want you guys to enjoy the journey more but also sh- discover how much you can get out of life when you when you put your mind to it. So hopefully that's the sort of purpose for 2024 with those episodes. Really, really excited. I had a lot of fun making this episode. And I think I've really taken that shackle off me. with The, the shackle of um, judgment or pressure, I feel like I'm getting more and more comfortable. And I'm, I'm excited to go on this journey together. So this is one of my – I haven't done many solo podcasts. So I've gotten really good at two-person podcasts. But I think I've got room to grow in these solo podcasts. So bear with me. It's going to get better and better. And I really want to make it interactive. So there will be questions and times for you guys to put your questions up so I can answer them. It's a great thing about – being a small podcast is you can be very personal and connect to as many of your audience as possible. So yeah, just feeling really grateful right now. Um, yeah, I'll probably get this podcast out. I don't know. I'm thinking whether I just, I might just release it today or sometime just to, just as a bit of a bonus episode um, just to kickstart the year. Cause I got two episodes with Hannah and Braden that I want to get out. So I might just release this later today. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening guys. And I'll, um, See you in 2024. It's only 13 hours away. So, yeah, let's do it. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm-hmm.